Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Whale Nerds podcast. This is episode number 50, and my name is Slater, and I'm here with Eric and Caitlin. Hey, everyone. Hello. And episode 50. Woo! Woo! That's half of 100. <laughs> what? Half of 100. Oh, wow. And that's exactly that is... how many whales I saw this week. 50 whales? Sure, why not? You're counting? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I've been here five days, and I probably saw 10 a day. <laughs> Dude, I probably saw Good like math. 20 a There's day. more than 50 then. Yeah. Probably 100. What? 50 times, what? Five times 10 is 50. That's what I'm saying. So you probably saw more than 50, because you definitely yeah. saw more than 10 a day. Crazy. Welcome to the math nerds. <laughs> We're not good at math. Don't ask us to do math. I know, and I'm the worst Asian ever. I'm really bad at math. Well, well, Slater's in Maui. In case you guys forgot that that's what happened. I'm fried like a French fry. Yeah, he's very sunburned. By fried, he means sunburned. Yes. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he's quite red. On Dude, it was worth back. it. I was swimming with turtles, and they were swimming with me. Did you hear the whales? Like, did you get to hit the oh, whales with so turtles black. like I did? Crazy town. Both nice. places today, actually. Yeah. We we snorkeled twice today. Nice. Um, yeah. The whales are nuts as far yeah. as singing. Good. Nice. And yeah. lots of turtles. Yeah. Lots and lots of turtles. Whoa, dude. Caitlin has a notepad over here. Full this of, like... is what I do every episode. Oh. I just don't see it because I don't okay. see the Okay, let's do sightings real quick. Yeah, Caitlin's smart. So let's do sightings really quickly. Um, Eric, what did you see in Monterey this week? Since uh, since the last uh, episode. Okay, just maybe do like a, a rough draft because you've been on the water a lot. Yeah, a lot. It's been really good here. Gray whale uh, migration has been great. Already getting some northbounders. Uh, no, everyone, everyone's always concerned about weight, uh, on these animals because of last season. And, you know, they sometimes, I was talking to some fellow naturalists and it seems like it might take about two seasons to usually recover, but so far so good. Uh, every, nothing looks too skinny, uh, on the North, these North founders. Those are the ones we're really more concerned about, but it's been a good, it's, it's amazing that there's still a lot of humpbacks here. Uh, occasionally we get into, we still have some little mini feeding frenzies here. Some people have seen, uh, lunging dolphin have been great. Uh, Northern right whale dolphins, common dolphins, surprisingly have been showing up a lot, uh, white sided and Rizzo's. And, uh, I think since we last recorded, I've had, uh, I think two killer whale sightings. And uh, one was today. Yeah, one was today. We saw CA-10. He only shows up, like, I want to say it's almost like, for me, it's been like every other year. And uh, a few other rare animals. I, uh, I think I've seen him. Showed up. I don't know. Oh, I, I think I've seen him once. You know what? I found this photo um, in my 2000. You know the, remember how I, you have, you know I have my laptop? Uh-huh. So I found this photo that I had taken from that laptop. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like on a day where there was just tons of killer whales in the spring. Mm-hmm. And I found this photo of a, of a female with like some like nicks out of it, some pretty good ones. Mm-hmm. And we should try to identify it. I have to, I have to look for it, but maybe you guys will know. Yeah. I don't think sure. it's like, probably there's not too many females that have really distinct and it's, fins. it's not like I was thinking of like the one, is it like what CA 51 a, like one of the, like she has a nick, I think, or something at the bottom. I don't yeah. know. One of them anyways. Yeah. So that's cool. Oh, was, you know like, what? was it rough today? 
Uh, actually, it was it was really rough today, uh, but not unsafe to the point where I, I I decided to wear Vans instead of extra tough today, and actually like slid out of the warehouse. Uh, what was that thing called? Yeah, wheelhouse, not warehouse. Warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I forgot. I actually, since one boat's out of the water, um, I actually took some time. I'm like picking my nose. I forgot to record this. Um, but anyway, yeah, just saw Eric pick his nose. I, I took, I had like three, an extra day off. So I had three days off in a row and I drove all the way down the Morro Bay. And up, and yeah, saw a bunch of gray whales. Went to visit. Oh, yeah, the you el- elephant seal thing. yeah, went to go visit the elephant seal. Dude, you've been all over. He's like hunting and hunting. He's like looking for river otters. Yes, and that was actually successful. I spent three days in Point Reyes, literally just sitting there, you know, sitting there waiting for river otters. And my first day, I got, you know, I saw four or three of them. And then the second day, I saw like five of them. It was nuts. And then, um, uh yeah, river otters and a lot of people Did you don't commute back and forth for three days to point no, I stayed no, in I a, stayed there. A town called Petaluma and uh yeah. Oh, was, yeah. yeah, and I nice. drove over through Tallis Bay and then on the way back I met up with uh fellow naturalist Allison over from uh, San Francisco Whale Tours and walked on the Golden Gate Bridge and checked out the harbor porpoise and learned a lot of fun facts about the, the bay uh from her and uh also got harbor porpoise chasing fish. Got a neat little shot of that happening, and yeah, so that was nice. cool. So did a lot of exploring north of Monterey Bay and a little bit south. So that was cool. That's exciting. Yeah. I guess before I left, I had common dolphins too. That's kind of normal for the winter in Monterey because the water stratifies and warms up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've been great. Push north. Yeah, they've been great. Yeah, actually, Kate goes on the ocean. She's like, I want something exotic today. Like, I need, some, I deserve something cool. I haven't seen anything crazy in a while. And then she's like, I want commons. And then we had commons that day. Yeah. They've been um, been good. Yeah, Monterey's been really good. Monterey's always good. Yeah. The weather can be tough. Um. So, obviously, you know, it's crazy peak season here right now for humpbacks. Yeah. So, it's been... Uh, I think I've had at least a, either like a three to four or like a five plus competitive group on every trip, nice. um, except for the one today. We didn't have any competitive behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so there's been a lot of mom and baby pairs. Like it seems like they're literally just like every mile of the beach, like from <laughs> Lahaina all the way to where we are right now in Kihei. Uh-huh. Um, and seriously, like not far out at all, you know, like. Like a quarter mile out, mm-hmm. not yeah. even. Yeah. Um, well, every day so, I would leave there, uh, Caitlin Amber's apartment. We'd literally see uh, a whale or a whale breaching or a mom and calf right in front of the house. <laughs> yeah, the first day we got here, we drove to that spot, you know, where the, like the little turtles are and the turtle yeah. cleaning station. We yeah. were driving that way, and through the trees, I was like breach, and like yeah. literally through trees. And Margot got to see it too, through nice. the trees. So that was cool. There's so <laughs> many whales. Um, so yeah, last night I was watching, we were watching, or was it last night? I mean, it might've been two nights ago, but we were watching a mom and baby pair and they were like pretty friendly. They came by the back of the boat and then they were rolling around, um, maybe just like a hundred feet away mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, false killer whales came in. No way. Like, so two, two false killer whales really close to the boat, 
Like, nice. and they were like, they kind of like porpoised right into where the mom and baby were. And then it just like shut off. And then like, you could just see like tons of fluke prints for probably like a quarter mile away. Like you could see them all popping up and the really? mom and calf like took off, like straight up took off. And then we didn't see uh-huh. them really come up. Um, and then I think they even turned around and went back the other way because they mm-hmm. like stopped going the direction of the false killer whales. Um, so yeah, they totally ruined our show, but then we got to see false killer whales. <laughs> but at least you got to see false killer whales. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I didn't really get pictures. It was like sunset. It was like just, it was like towards the end of the trip. Uh-huh. Um, but we, yeah, we got to see like, I would say there was probably, I saw like seven, but I mm-hmm. think there was definitely more than that. They were just spread out over the course of like a mile or more. Nice. They were spread like all the way into like the beach, like way offshore or like, well, you know what I mean? Like in between Lanai and Lahaina. So, Caitlin, how long is this awesomeness in uh, in the Maui area going to last? I mean, uh, I, I was two weeks ago, and now Slater's there, and it seems like we've all had amazing trips when we've been visiting yeah. you. So, from the old, more senior crew, they say, like, the middle of January through the end of February is, like, the peak. But okay. in March, sometimes the comp pods ramp up more because huh. the moms and babies are starting to get ready to take off, and then there's less and less females around and so there's just even more competition happening mm-hmm. that's all based on their just like speculation and experience but they said uh-huh. like sometimes your craziest biggest comp pods are in march that's what they were saying on ultimate too i asked them because every i asked them the same thing i was like is this pretty much done they were like oh no march is like crazy comp groups they call it like comp huh. march or something like that that'd be interesting march to see march yeah they said something weird somewhere they had some name for it but they said that's when it's like last pickings at the bar and they're just going wild. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they said on the boat. I mean, it's a fairly accurate description. Sure. <laughs> I'm just wondering if we should take an entire month of March off and just like go there before I leave for Baja. Jeez. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. Because you guys are both going to Baja. Oh, yeah. We're going to cross in Baja. I leave the 11th and then I come back, but I'm there till the 17th. Oh, no, geez. I'm there till the 27th. Okay, I leave the 20th, so uh, I should be able to probably see you in San Ignacio. I'll try to wave up to you. Especially if it's like this around the, like, you leave what day? Um, The 22nd, I think we sail out. Okay, well, if you get there by, like, the 25th, you should see me because the first half of that week, I think I'll be in Loretto. And you will see my, oh, okay. Um, if you make it to San Ignacio in time, you, su- you should see our boat anchored. We have the permit to anchor inside San Ignacio, so the Shogun. Nice. So, yeah. Cool! So much adventure! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so about the false killer sighting, uh-huh. it brought up some, like, comments on the boat, and they were saying that, like, supposedly there's, like, one resource, and I didn't really hear it, but my wife heard it more. They were saying it was, like publish they like put it in a magazine saying like they saw false killer whales like harassing or attacking a, a humpback calf in mm. yeah but it like but it was like from one source so no one like really believes it kind of thing but they they I, I, so i'm curious like do you guys think they could actually kill a humpback calf so you know when you, men- when you mentioned that to me this morning i countered with i've heard reports from cabo that they see false killer whales harass mom and calf pairs and uh-huh. some of the whale watchers actually speculate that those rake marks are pseudo orca, and then mm. the spacing grows as the fluke grows. And mm-hmm. so that we just have been assuming that they're 
killer yeah, whales killer whales yeah false killer whales um but again it's not no one's published anything as far as i know and then someone yeah. also said that they think maybe even offshore orcas just harass them yeah but seeing how false killer whales act around large fish they're going after them they are more agile and and they appear really aggressive when they're you know uh hunting obviously you have to be aggressive but if you have like 30 of them and jumping on one it's pretty intimidating yeah well, yeah. some of them do go after dolphins. Yeah. yeah. It's in the BBC episode. Yeah. yeah. But it, and it totally looks like they're, like, saying it's hunting, and then it totally looks like they're swimming alongside of them, too. Yeah. It's, what is it, like, chasing bottlenose or something? Yeah. Well, and didn't they, in a, couple, a couple years ago in Newport, they saw them eat a common dolphin? I don't know about that. I know they yellowtail and uh, white sea bass. White sea bass, they yeah. They had to eat a common dolphin yeah. in Newport. I don't know about... False killer whales. I should have swore they had like one encounter where the falsies yeah. went after the common dolphin somewhere. I, I it, Maybe he can easily do that if they wanted to. But talking to um, I think Gabe over at Ultimate, and he was saying that one time they had, yeah, uh, false killer whales like kind of literally come right under the boat chasing fish, and they could just see their teeth. And you know, you know how people usually see humpbacks; they want to get really close to the water. People were like, "Oh, <laughs> don't yeah. get your hand in the water this time." Yeah. Don't get to, don't stick your GoPro in the water this time, you know. Totally. <laughs> Supposedly they got their name because someone saw them like a baby one or something and, and they thought it was killer whales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whalers were not very creative. Yeah, so they were like, Oh, it's a ki- baby killer whale. Well even the, like the, they don't look anything like killer whales. Even the genus the name. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're just sighting them on the horizon, they look like killer whales. When they whales. first popped up, man, they were going fast and I yeah. thought I thought they were like a huge bottlenose. Like I, cause I didn't see the face, I just yeah. saw the dorsal and it was yeah. it was in I only it was silhouette, like it was into the sunset. Yeah. So like and then like the guy knew right away, like just said, their, yeah, their dorsal fins are round, the tips are round. Yeah. They're more like pilot whaley. Yeah, they like work they're like in profile, oh sorry. In profile, they look like a bottlenose, but then the dorsal fins cur- um, round at the tip. But I saw false killer whales as well before you arrived. Between you two, visiting. It's your second sighting. Yeah. So. I think you caught, you, about, that means you saw, I think you've three yeah. times now. No, one on the maintenance day, and then yeah, I saw them on a snorkel oh, trip. Yeah. Um, oh. Like la- last week. No monk seal for me, dude. What the. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't find amongst the LT. I drew through. I drove through like some crazy rain to the what's that beach? Ho ho go. Hoco pico. No, I don't know. Or something. Yeah, and I I didn't see any there. I stopped by all these weird little turnouts and everything, and drove through crazy rain. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go tomorrow morning and find one. No, I'm kidding. Never know. I'm leaving tomorrow. And Caitlin, you keep on seeing manta rays. What the heck? Oh my god, yeah, Valentine's Day, that was the best one I've seen. Yeah. It was it was pretty big, I mean, pretty big meaning like six feet, um, and it was doing like these feeding loops over the reef, nice. and so some snorkelers, I think, kind of startled it. We were just hovering back, but uh-huh. there was like a kayak tour there, and like, <laughs> this lady was like, there's this big flat fish under me, am I okay? And I... <laughs> I was following a turtle. I didn't even look at her because I just assumed it was like a, a trumpet fish or something. I was like, yeah, you're fine. And the guide was like, yeah, you're fine. Because he was already in the kayak. Uh-huh. And she was like the last one to come in. And then my friend, you know, my German wife, she uh-huh. grabbed my arm and was shaking me because I was looking at a turtle. And I turn and there's this huge manta ray just like doing these big loops over nice. the Nice. And so we just sat there quietly and the lady 
swam over the top of it to get to her kayak, I think because she was nervous. Mm. Uh-huh. And so the manta got a little startled and started to move up the reef. And then the guy from the tour actually jumped in and wanted to look at it himself. And then it really took off. And I was like, well, but it was still cool. Like, it was really, really neat to see it just, like, be there. And you could see, like, its mouth opening and yeah. closing. You still had good footage working. of it, yeah. Yeah, and then you could hear the whales singing, too, which was really nice. Very cool. I was really video. <sighs> I was literally filming. I'm so tired. I was literally I filming the, the turtles one. just uh-huh. because I wanted the sound of the humpbacks. Like, I had yeah, been with yeah. turtles all day, and it's like, I was just filming them, like, kind of not following them, but just, like, aiming it towards them. Yeah. I'm just surprised get... that the, the GoPro picked them up so well. I mean, I Dude, better than me. Fun. Yeah. And then when I, when I played my video, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you can't even really hear them when you're snorkeling. And then you'll play the video back later, and you're like, oh, shoot, they were singing pretty loud. But yeah. it's like our ears aren't, you know, made for that. I'm thinking the dive housing maybe even helps enhance the sound. I think because it's like a hard plastic, maybe it absorbs the sound better or something like that. I don't know. That's kind of weird. I just think the microphone doesn't have the bias that our ears do. Yeah. That was cool. So since between you two coming... Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple big events on Maui. Um, Pacific Whale Foundation hosted their Maui Whale Day, which is like a community event. So that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people came from Kihei. And there was like a talk story section where like researchers and local people came and talked about their You're so, you're so Hawaiian now. You just said talk story. I think That's what it's called. Like, wow, and then I went to Whale Tales, which uh-huh. is a whale trust saw annual meeting. Um, and that was pretty cool. They talked a lot about that recent birth video. <laughs> Jim Darling was supposed to speak about something else. And um, he they completely changed the talk after the sighting. And basically, Jim just, like, looked at Deb and Steve from Steve's um, Ocean Rafting or whatever it's called. And was like, you guys know more about humpback whale birth than every person in this room now. And they were like, we also just feel like we don't know anything. He's like, yeah, that's kind of, like, where we're at. <laughs> Someone finally put up and uh, talked about that uh, placenta. Remember this? Oh, yeah. The same day oh. that the, the it was the same day. It was just in a different part. They, yeah. That, what? We found a placenta at Packwell. Uh, on the radio, we're driving. Like, it's so funny because, like, you don't expect to hear what well, You would never hear well news on the radio in Monterey, even though there's so many, like, like, so we're driving towards Lahaina and we're listening to the radio and it was like, they found a placenta and this is the third one. Like, they were full on, oh, like, yeah. Having a whale nerd's podcast. It was on. It was on like Maui now, like the main news website for Maui. And yeah. Stuff, so yeah. But yeah, I thought that we, was pretty cool. They were talking about it on the radio, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, yeah, it is only like the third one found, and we've found them all within the last two years. Yeah. There's like one found in like 1994. Yeah, that's what Amy was saying on Ultimate something. last time I was here. And then Pack Whale found two within like a week of each other in 2018. They didn't find anything in 2019, and then they found one the same day as that partial birth in a different area mm-hmm. on February 3rd this year. Mm. And this one was really, really fresh. Yeah. And they had a permit to collect the entire thing, so they sent off, like, so many dozens of samples of different, like, sections of the placenta for genetic testing and everything to a lab in Oahu. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and interestingly... Um, so following up about the birth information for humpback whales um, and, like, the tail first. So, like, uh-huh. over 90% of O'Donoghue's that have been documented to give birth, give birth tail first. 
mm-hmm. but Christy West, who works, um, I think it's the University of Hawaii. I forget the name of her lab, but she's an anatomist, and um, she they responded to a dead whale on the beach, and it was a pregnant female with a full-term fetus, but it was head wow. first. Really? And they opened her up, it was head first, and the whale was dead on the beach. Uh, dude, I, I don't that know they, if it was complications or what. Well, dude, it's so weird because you think those big old peck fans would not be able to come out the other way. But they're so floppy and like, yeah. pliable when they're little, like... I guess. How, how is that again, Caitlin? People can't see that. Something like this. <laughs> no, it's okay. like a penguin. <laughs> All right. Those of you that are going to get to watch this because you're on Patreon, you're going to see lots of hand-waving. And Eric picking his nose. And Eric picking um, his nose. And Slater making faces. So, oh, and then we went to the film festival, um, which was pretty cool. There was a lot of films about um, plastic debris. That was one of the big themes of the film festival. And there was two films about the Dolphin Sanctuary proposal for the Aegean Sea off the coast of Greece. And I thought that was pretty interesting because it sounds like they're actually almost there with their funding to make Mm -hmm. it happen. And several delphinariums and aquariums in Europe are ready to give up their dolphins, is what they said in the film. Mm. So they already have animals that would be ready to transport and go there as soon as they're open. So I want to learn more about that so I can share it on the podcast. But who was it? Kind of a sneak preview. Um, Was it the people that we met in Monterey? The um, Dolphin and Whale Sanctuary? What is it called? Oh, yeah. I think they're working with them. But I don't know for sure. They were really. I met the lady on the boat. I took notes during the festival, but my notebook's in the other room. Wow. Sorry about it. (laughs) <laughs> hey, let's talk about that one on your list she has a nice little list here and i i, I saw this video and it's crazy so let's talk about oh, it the stranded fin whale in the uk i think it was in cornwall did you see oh, that video Eric? Live. i didn't click on it but i did have it on my little list yeah you didn't Videos click it no i have like all this stuff saved Dude, like... so sad this first off i don't even get it was it like it, it went there at low t- like high tide or something yeah, I don't know what happened exactly, but it's like... Oh, you, you know, can see it, like, lifting its jaw up and slapping it down. And then... Eric, like, you got back it, up a little It's out bit. of focus. Oh. So, Eric, yeah, you can like see it. Yeah, it's, on the beach and stuff. First off, you can see blood, like, down the whole entire body. But oh. then, like, in the peduncle and fluke, you can see, like, lots of blood. And it's, like, lifting its tail up and slapping it around. And, like, blood is, like, splatting up. Oh, jeez. Like yeah, it's a, and like there's really blood good, uh, all over. Like you can, it's like yeah, it's. Well, I mean, they cut they cut pretty easily, I think, when they're on rocks and stuff, and like. Yeah, especially those they rocks. They have so much blood that it looks extreme when it's really superficial. I'm saying but, it looked crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a great backstory as to what happened, but I'll mm-hmm. try and more. It must um, have been a high tide that it came in there, right? Like yeah, kind of. Yeah, and it was it was really emaciated, so they think maybe it was just disoriented, but I'm not sure if anyone has a good answer. Um but they I think they ended up having to euthanize it. Like they they euthanized it on the beach cuz they How do you euthanize a whale? Um they like have like shot? a drug cocktail they can give yeah, it. Yeah, they they inject it with something, huh? Yeah. It's just like crazy. Like what do you yeah, got? Is it like a one? A is it like a one gallon needle or what? I don't know. Is it just me or does it look really skinny anyway? Doesn't it? Yeah, that's what part of what they think is why it's stranded is because it's really emaciated. Oh man, poor t- ah, jeez, that's hard to look at. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Margot actually was showing like Margot's. I had clicked onto it and like when I was with my wife and I showed her and she was like couldn't watch it. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Um, also, there was a sighting of port and starboard, those famous killer whales in South Africa that hunt sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, cool. So that was pretty cool. I saw but that. What a cool around. name. Is it two males or what? I think I think so. <laughs> two males? I think it's two males. Port and star- yeah, and they call them port and starboard, and they hunt that's um, cool. great white sharks together. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so they saw those, those guys again. Um, I had some other... Other whale news. Found those um, killer whales in Geno- in Genoa, but I don't have all the information like really well put together. But basically, do you remember those killer whales that kept getting sighted in the Mediterranean Sea, and they had a calf with them, and then the calf died, and they were like the female was like pushing it around for several days. Uh-huh. We talked about it on another episode a while ago. Um, so uh, some of those killer whales were sighted again off the coast of Beirut in Lebanon, and they confirmed it to an Icelandic killer whale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we saw that. That's 8,000 kilometers away. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. So it's identifier SN113 Riptide. Um, yeah, that's just, like, man... So there's a lot of speculation about those Icelandic killer whales. Like, where do they go when they're not around Iceland? Do they switch prey? Like, they they don't really have it sorted out. But this is... And they I hardly see them. Why. Like, like <laughs> I was talking to someone that works in Iceland that works uh, with in one of the areas that sees them, like, the most there. And they said it's, like, they can't go all the time because it's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, they when they... like And they're there a lot, I think, though, but they can't go a lot, yeah. too. It's like in a lot of those photos and videos you see, it's during the it's during the winter, and yeah. it's like everything's covered in snow, and it's like pretty. It looks pretty rough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've heard people say like they still aren't sure if the killer whales that follow the herring up in Norway are also sighted in Iceland, and if they're prey switching or not. Yeah. Yeah, so there's just a lot of unknowns <sighs> about those groups of killer whales up there, but it's also really hard to work on the ocean up there in the North Atlantic. Yeah, you have to literally knock ice off the boat. Like, that's a job you get. Yeah. Like, you have to knock ice off the rails. Um, <laughs> I watched a documentary on Netflix. Did you see, um, shoot, what's it called? Something at Night. Oh. oh the Earth at Night or, or like. The so, one you were showing me the other day. Shoot. Yeah, anyway, so basically what they did was they, it's, it's not like, it's, they did lots of animals. Like, they went to jungles. They went to, uh-huh. like deserts it went everywhere and they it's everything's filmed at night with either like thermal um thermal uh video cameras or like cameras that can handle like really really high iso uh-huh like so they can basically see at night it looks like daytime really? but dude it's crazy and they film um one thing they filmed though was uh the they did do a thing on the killer wells in norway and the killer, the killer whales are basically using the light from the boats mm-hmm. that are wrapping their herring, and then they're picking off all the sh- like the ones that don't get wrapped in the net that are just like on the outside of the net, but they're using the light. Mm-hmm. And something that they're saying um, is like a new behavior that they documented, and they think what so what the killer whales are doing, they're blowing bubbles, and then obviously with the the like lights from the boat shining in, it like creates a big like beacon, oh, right? Flash, yeah. And then, yeah, so like if they'll like do it, and then the other one will come over and grab a piece of herring. <laughs> they're smart as hell. Yeah, so they think that's like a like, basically they're using it as like a little call. Yeah. 
That's pretty amazing. The, the diets, yeah. I know, yeah, on that side, they're still, yeah, I've always heard a lot of talk about them going, we're not sure about this time of year and what they're going after. Heck, even the ETPs. more than just herring? Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you have to. Especially if they're all about to get wrapped up. Yeah. 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 So. Any other whale news you picked up upon? Yes. Um, there was a huge survey of South Georgia and the Western Antarctic Peninsula by. Oh, the Blues. Yes. Yes, yes. that was awesome. So scientists say they have seen a remarkable collection of blue whales in the coastal waters around the UK sub-Antarctic island of South Georgia. Uh, the 23-day survey counted 55 animals, a total that is unprecedented in the decades since commercial whaling ended. Um, South Georgia was the epicenter of hunting in the early 20th century, so that was where there was a huge whaling station. Um, and those are the big ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. the southern blue whales are way bigger. They, like... The biggest on record was 110 feet or something. And it's from that, that whaling station, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. There have been a couple isolated sightings since 2007, and then all of a sudden this year they had 55 on their survey. Um, and then it was conduct, the survey was conducted by British Antarctic Survey with the support of the University of Auckland. They're on research vessel Brave Hearts, and they did acoustic work and photo IDs. And that's good to hear. I know I had um, one of our listeners, yeah, Antonio. He <laughs> sent me that right away when he read that. I was like, that's pretty awesome. I didn't see any. Uh... They think in this article they said this population alone used to have somewhere around two thousand. Or t- 239,000 individual blue whales before exploitation. So it's almost 240,000. Nick Pineson talks about the blue whales in South Georgia and uh, down there. Yeah. He said it's like a there's. He said if anyone ever wants to go uncover like bones there, there's got to be so many from Dude, the whaling yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've so, seen pictures of people just standing next to them, like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of bones behind me, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. It says that 33,000 Antarctic blue whales were documented to have been caught and killed um, at South Georgia between 1904 and 1925 alone. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. It's horrible, but it's also incredible. Like, that's a lot of whales. And that's just one station. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Last official abundance estimate in 1997, thought there was about 2,280 individuals in this population. Um, but now they obviously have to revamp their estimates, which is pretty exciting. Um, but also in Antarctica, they had like 70 degree weather last week. So 70 degrees. Yeah. Like they were in shorts and t-shirts in Antarctica (laughs) and it was very muddy. I was like, what? And Antarctic krill, correct me if you know differently, Eric, but I believe they need as part of their breeding cycle, they need to be under ice. Yeah, they they literally use the ice as like um, they eat the food off the ice, the oh, bottom yeah, of the ice. Under the ice, yeah, there's a layer of a. So, dude, I know something smart. So you have a big uptick in blue whale sightings, and then you see all this ice melting, which is what their food source needs. Later, what's that really cool documentary we watched about that ice in the? Crew? I don't remember. 
Yeah. I just know that the krill are eating the like um, plankton off the ice or right. What is it? It's not plankton. It's like a. Is it diatoms? No, it's like something like that though. Is it zooplankton? Maybe zooplankton, yeah. Right? And then they also use it to breed, too, don't they, Eric? Um, forgot exactly the cycle, but I know there's uh, some yummy nutrition under the under the ice for them. Speaking of zooplankton, we had really good bioluminescence on this celestial oh, cruise. Did, like, the it, best I've seen it in Hawaii. Really? Did yeah. you see it when you were on the celestial cruise? A little bit, yeah. We went to the no. back of the boat. It was so good. He like, was like driving around. Off the boat. Instead yeah. of stopping, he was just like doing circles so we could see it. And it was like literally like waves, like six foot, wi- not not six foot high, but like six foot long little like ripples that were just like bioluminescent. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was pretty good. Almost go as back. good as that one kayak trip we had, Eric, where it was insane. Almost oh. good. Do you Which think one? the whales can see the bioluminescence, Eric? Uh, I'm pretty sure they they can. They're being in the water. Any movement like next to their Looking eyes up. is gonna cause is gonna cause the cause the yeah. Little... They could probably just swish their peck fin at the surface. Yeah. Oh my god, they're probably tripping out at night. They probably <laughs> just, just them, sit there yeah. and sl- slosh around all. Yeah, just them breaking the, the surface. Like, look yeah. at this glow stick. Just them, just them breaking the surface is gonna probably cause a disturbance for the little kind oh flagellate to, to, yeah, react. So do you, do you think that's happening all day, and you just obviously can't see it during the day? Oh yeah, of course it's happening yeah. all day. Yeah. So it's always that they're always at the surface. Mhm. But yeah. they're just like they. I mean, it's uh, it's a reaction that can they can exhaust themselves. So you know, it's gonna get dimmer. So it takes some time to. It's a chemical reaction. It's uh, was it luciferase and luciferin? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Okay. So my last piece of whale news was the paper that came out a couple weeks ago about um, beaked whales and their dive patterns to avoid predator detection and the the meaning avoiding killer whales. Did you guys see this article? Uh-uh. So fear, the, basically it says fear of predation can induce profound changes in behavior and the physiology of prey species, even if predator encounters are infrequent. So for echolocating toothed whales, the use of sound to forage exposes them to detection by eavesdropping predators. While some species exploit these social defenses and produce cryptic noise, um, deep diving beak whales... Um, seem enigmatically defenseless against their main predator killer whales but what they've learned is after tagging 14 blainesville beaked whales and 12 cuviers that the group members have extreme synchronicity and overlap their vocal foraging calls um, by 98 percent even though they're hunting prey individually so they're Mm -hmm. each after their own fish or squid but they're all clicking in unison so that the predators can't figure out where they are (laughs) <laughs> so one animal stands out, they, like they, a school of fish. Like, do you think that's accurate? This is a scientific paper. Well, okay. have you heard well, that? I make up <laughs> science all the time. But when we hear, like, remember a few days ago when I made you get on the hydrophone? Remember, like, all yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So groups performed a coordinated silent ascent in an unpredictable direction covering about one kilometer horizontal distance from their last vocal position before arriving at the surface. 
So they got all of this from tags that they put on the whales. Oh, so they're tagged. They're not. Yeah. Ju- they're not just listening to the hydrophone. No, no, no. They put tags that had hydrophones uh, on them on the whales, and then also got all of their positioning information. Wow, um, that is some science. This tactic sacrifices thirty-five percent of their foraging time, but decreases the interception by killer whales by an order of magnitude. <laughs> wow. So basically, they. Per, like they burn up their ability, their dive time abilities significantly to do this ascending pattern to avoid killer whales. Interesting. That's insane. And I bet you they're not the only ones. I bet you a lot of, oh, I, no. like, all of those beak whales probably have different, you know, methods of avoiding killer whales. All, I mean, all cetaceans probably have different methods. Of avoiding killer whales. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's just like we're barely starting to scratch the surface of how big of fear plays a role in cetaceans. Sorry for the sea lions. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there, how many times have you been there and you're like that sea lion, like they they pop up and they like look at the boat, they look left, they look right, and then you're like bye. <laughs> or yeah, they look around and then they just start looking down because they're trying to see the killer whale and like you're like, like yeah. Oh no, I would rather just not look if I was the sea lion. <laughs> Be like, just take me now. Like, just get it over with. And of course, it's always a long, drawn-out predation when it's a sea lion for some reason. I know they yeah. like to use sea lions as like the demonstrating tool to their babies. They're like, let's play with this ragdoll. Um, can, did we talk about um the ACS conference coming up? No, I know. Wait, is it a yeah. big one? Yeah, yeah it's the, the big I one. Oh, so, sweet. So if anyone's interested, yeah, ACS finally um, set a date set a date for their uh, 17th international conference. It's uh, not in Newport, is it? It's in San Diego, November 6th through 8th. So that's what I'm getting at, yeah. Yeah, ACS conference, San Diego, November 6th through the 8th. Yeah. What, do they have a theme yet? Um, yeah, the theme is... Uh, Science of Wales, understanding the history, informing conservation today. So who sets this one up? ACS National and the San Diego chapter. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, Also, what I've been noticing a lot on Marmam and on Facebook pages is that internships and jobs are still being posted that's so, what I was about to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. If you're interested <laughs> in that, definitely check it out. Also, um, Jamie, one of my friends, said that they're still looking for interns at Cape Ann Whale Watch for this summer. So if you want to do a New England summer with Cape Ann Whale Watch on the Hurricane 2, um, they really, really, really know their humpback whales. So it's yeah. a pretty neat opportunity to yeah. learn from that population. And Kayla will be there. In fact, um, there are two here that I, I you know, uh, are super familiar with. So one of them that's available on Marmam is the uh, uh, Marine Mammal Photo ID Internship at the Aquarium of the Pacific. So, oh, yeah. Um, that one's run by my buddy James right now. So I know a lot of people in the industry right now that actually started uh, with that. And then there's uh, also the... Uh, the uh, SORAC program over at Monterey Bay Aquarium. They're looking for someone, oh, cool. an internship uh, working with their sea otter program. So. Oh, the aquarium's also doing a lot of their seasonal hires right now. Most of those job postings went out the last mm-hmm. two weeks. Yep, so even so if you're fair. looking to get involved, like guest experience, organizations like the aquarium do a lot of lateral hiring. So once you're in the door, 
you can kind of move around departments. So that's also a pro tip. Yep. Um, the Humpback Whale National Marine Sanctuary here in Maui does a talk every Tuesday and Thursday on sea turtles. Mm-hmm. I at went 11 o'clock. At 11.15. Yeah, 11.15. Um, and then they also do one on Fridays, too. At the same time? Or is it a different time? I think it's 11.15. They were all 11.15. It's Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. But, yeah, I went there. Anyways, I was, the reason I'm talking about this is because, Eric, did you happen to go to that little pool? Did you go to that sanctuary office? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went there multiple times, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. The fishing pond. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, should I go there in the morning or should I go snorkeling in the morning? I don't know. Last day, I got a lot to think about. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Either one would be pretty good. Are we all going to ACS? Um, yeah. I'm playing on it. Yeah. I would like to go. Wait, when is it? November sixth through the eighth. November. I'm busy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, 6th through 8th at the Kona Kai Resort and Spa in San Diego. Kona Kai. Yeah. Sounds Hawaiian. See? Sounds like we need a whale nerds Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, I think we should all try and go. I think that would be good. Have a whale nerds reunion down there. Yep. Um, all right. It's marked. Perfect. Well, I think that's all I have for whale news. I actually probably have more, but I would like to do some more research on it for episode 51 before I talk about it. So that's what I got. Yeah, definitely. I got a few things here that I need to read up on. Uh, there's one thing about an early relative of the gray whale, and there's another one about how earthquakes can affect whales, and all three of us kind of personally witnessed that. So Yeah, send that to me. Wait, who wrote that? Uh, it's about sperm whales. Oh. Send it earthquakes. to me, please. Okay, I'll forward it right now. And imagine if that earthquake that day like drove out a bunch of things that were like beaked whales or like a bunch of things started popping up. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we were over pretty deep water, so we might have been able to see that kind of stuff if it were nearby, but I don't know. <laughs> it could have been all the way out of the canyon, though. Yeah, it's also true. All right, well, um, oh, we have a new Patreon follower, too, so thank you for joining us on there. Um, we are posting our videos of the behind-the-scenes, so you see our silly antics that we do while we're Skyping each other. I was half in this one because I'm at Caitlin's house. Yeah, sorry, we're sharing the screen on this one. Eric's, too, <laughs> but it's fine. It looks fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you for your support on there. That's definitely helpful for us. And we really appreciate it. And thank you to all of our followers on all of our platforms. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, we're happy you're doing it. And follow us on Instagram if you don't already. It's at Whale Nerds. Yep. <laughs> Did I cover it all? <laughs> Caitlin just went for the whole spiel. Sorry, did I Thanks still so, get offended? Yeah, thank you. And thank you to the support on Patreon. We really appreciate it. It helps pay for... Uh, the podcast because it is a little monthly subscription to have it on all the platforms so yeah and also we had to get a new microphone yeah actually this cord's bent right here <laughs> again <laughs> no but it's fine <laughs> is it my suitcase <laughs> oh god oh, oh i think that's it yeah so thank you all and uh thanks for staying up late eric we appreciate it yeah, I'll be back no tomorrow. all right sounds good
Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.